0: This is Bentley Manning.
1: And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled.
0: And we find new ways to connect. This is
1: This is This this is, is
0: Empty Pews.
1: Hey, everybody. Happy February. Welcome to this episode of MTPs. This is Kellen coming to you from, you guessed it, Highlands, North Carolina. It's kind
0: of wild that it's February.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad it's February. Because? Um, because January's over. It just felt like it was a long, dark, cold month. Kellen, so, it's been a
0: long, dark, cold year.
1: Right, exactly. And January kind of epitomizes that in a particular way that I don't really want to like linger in for any longer than we've had to already.
0: I, I looked out the window last night at like 6, and it wasn't pitch black.
1: Yeah, where the light is coming. It is. It is coming.
0: Which is wonderful.
1: Yeah, and after February is March. And in March, I feel like we get like some warm days with like the sun and a little a hint of spring it's a hint so we just need like one more month to get to a hint of spring
0: yeah if you listen to the podcast you all know that we also kind of double as um you know weather forecasters
1: yeah if you don't have the internet like <laughs> you can count on us once a week to tell you what the weather We're is okay in highlands. talking about the weather <laughs> uh,
0: but speaking of the weather people will often ask me uh, about living in the mountains living in highlands what's it like what about the cold winter? Mm-hmm. To your point, Kellen, I think it's this little stretch between January to springtime that's definitely the toughest.
1: It's hard. It's hard. But we are, you know, plowing through it currently. Wild wind.
0: All right, Kellen, here's what I'd love to talk about. You wrote the cover article for the Parish Post this past month, and I thought it was uh, a wonderful, wonderful article, uh, a thoughtful reflection, and you found this gem of a sermon, which was kind of the starting point uh, for for your reflection, this sermon from Rowan Williams.
1: Yeah, so I was reading this um, sermon by Rowan Williams back in December around Christmas time, and he quotes the second shepherd's play where the three shepherds show up to um, the manger with gifts, and they show up with kind of these insignificant but delightful, playful gifts like a bob of cherries, a pet bird, and a tennis ball. And of course, this is in contrast to what the magi show up, you know. Um, Gold
0: frankincense and myrrh.
1: Exactly. Yeah, just something a little bit fancier, <laughs> more precious, which of course are worthy things to give to the baby Jesus. But the shepherds are more lowly characters, and they don't have really, you know, grand items. They have cherries, birds, and tennis balls. And um, and Williams makes the connection right that really, like, all that we offer God. <laughs> In some ways, are like those useless, playful little gifts, um, because God doesn't need anything from us, right? Like it's not like God is expecting these uh, grand gifts, um, and it's not like we can participate with any any sort of mutuality or reciprocity um, in terms of giving back to God a gift that would. Um, compensate or <laughs> uh, make up for what God has given us.
0: I Just pause for a moment, if it's okay. I've said to, to groups of people before that God doesn't need us. Right. And that has kind of caused a lot of chatter and uncertainty. That's kind of a significant kind of thing to say. I think we're used to being needed or we'd like to be needed. But the idea here is that God doesn't need anything from us.
1: Yeah, and um I think that is like a, a strange theological claim to think about, but it's really important. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want us, right? right like exactly. that's a different that's a different claim. And I think God absolutely does want us, does love us, um and delights and loves these small offerings that we are able to give back to God out of our own delight, our own joy, our own sense of gratitude for the gift that God has given us. Um, So, you know, Rowan Williams talks about, like, those types of gifts, like, compared to the shepherd's gifts are our rituals and our prayers and the art we make and the songs we sing. Like, all of that, uh, on one hand, is Like playful and useless, but (laughs) so important to offer to God because we are amazed by God's gifts and want to respond to it, and God delights in those gifts. Was there anything from the sermon that struck you that I'm missing, Bentley?
0: No, I don't. I don't think so, Kellen. I mean, I, I think uh, it's a. You did a great job at summarizing uh, Williams' work there. Um, I think another part of this that that you that you mentioned in the piece is that it's a natural response, mm-hmm. right? It's a joyful response as human beings to want to offer our gifts to God, mm-hmm. right? It's a. It's 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 normal. And and God's okay with that.
1: Right. Yeah, and in turn, like the art we make, the songs we sing, right, those things are our offering to God out of gratitude. And they in turn, you know, Rowan Williams says they um liberate our joy. They sort of unlock pieces of our hearts that are then able to respond compassionately to the world or more generously to our neighbors, right? Like, it's not it's not like these offerings, these gifts that we try to give back to God. Um, I feel like they they keep giving in some ways because they work on us and they work in our hearts and they open things in us that maybe are harder to reach without joy or delight or play.
0: Yeah, there's this wonderful kind of, Virtuous cycle that goes on, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, in, in Rowan's mind.
1: Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking, like, in regards to our building project, right? Like, making a sacred space beautiful, offering, you know, um, a beautiful painting in the altar, stars in the sky, carved pieces of wood that look like angels and figures from the gospels, like, all of that is us trying to, like, say thank you, like, to God's great generosity. Um, and it's it's little in the grand scheme of things. It's big for us here and now. Of course it is. Um, but they're these sort of playful, um, delightful gifts that we, that represent our gratitude. And in turn will liberate our joy.
0: Yeah, you've got this wonderful line, Callan, where you say, the kind of bits of beauty work on our hardened hearts, cracking them open, shocking the joy out of us and setting our love free. That's the hope. And I think this idea of offering our gifts um, to God related to maybe some of what's going on across the street, the stars on the ceiling the carved angels, uh, whatever, all of the, the beauty that is, that is being offered to God. I certainly pray and hope that those bits of beauty that have been offered to God will in fact work on our hardened hearts mm-hmm. uh, and crack them open uh, to experience a bit more of the fullness, joy and wonder that's offered to us in the person of Christ.
1: So this Sunday's gospel text is still from the first chapter of Mark. It's right after last week's story of the synagogue in Capernaum. Um, Jesus goes back to the house of Simon and Andrew, and Simon's mother is sick in bed. Jesus heals her and takes her by the hand, um, and she starts, you know, serving them. And then at evening time, Just tons of people come to the house. People are sick. People are possessed with demons. They gather around the door, and Jesus cures them and heals them. Um, And then in the morning, we read that Jesus gets up while it's still really dark, and he goes off to a quiet, deserted place, and he prays. And then his companions come kind of looking for him like, where are you? What are you doing? Everyone's searching for you. And then he says, well, okay, let's go to other towns and um, you know, proclaim the message there. And that's what they do. So, Bentley, of course, you're preaching this week. So what speaks to you from this gospel text?
0: Um, I haven't given this a full thought yet, Kellen. Um, one of the things that comes to mind a bit is that you've got this scene of Jesus uh, curing people, healing people, and I'm just reminded of a spiritual truth uh, that I've that's been passed on to me, uh, which is that you know Jesus doesn't assume to know what's wrong with other people. That these people approach him and say, "I've got this thing that I'd like you to help me with," and I think there's just a, a a wonderful reminder um, in this gospel reading that that Jesus kind of invites us to to think seriously about the ways in which we want to be healed uh, made whole um, and doesn't assume that he knows that but but the folks that are coming to him are clear that they've got some things that that they need help with Um, that's one thing that comes to mind just just kind of at first blush Kellen what are you thinking about with this reading from Mark
1: I think that's a lovely reminder Um, that you know part of the work of healing is our own work it's not you know completed alone by ourselves but that we might need to recognize that something's wrong (laughs) that there's something sick or we don't we're not well in a particular area Um, and then being able to ask for healing I mean I wonder how many of us do that on a regular occasion I'm struck by um the part of the text that says, you know, like, everyone in this city came to the door where Jesus was, like, it's just so many people. I mean, obviously, it's probably not, like, thousands and thousands, but, like, the whole town heard, right? The whole town heard about Jesus, and they just, like, came to the door. Um, and, I mean, just... Which goes to show like there's need, like everyone has need, like everyone has those places in ourselves that aren't well, that aren't whole, and that need someone to heal them. Um,
0: Kellen, I don't know if I've got a whole lot to add to that. Um, I think all I want to say in response is that uh, the church um, and our worship and encounters with God will not be that interesting or remarkable if if you show up kind of thinking that you've got everything figured out. Uh, but if, like the crowds that came to Jesus in this gospel story, you trust that there's still more that God might um, be able to offer you, um, ways in which God's grace can permeate through your life more deeply uh, than Everything is waiting for you uh, in and through the person of Jesus. Um, And uh, if you're not perfect yet, uh, maybe like this story highlights, know that if you are uh, part of a Christian community, uh, know that you've uh, found good company uh, with a bunch of people that are willing and ready to uh, admit and recognize that they're not yet perfect. Sleep lay a house stone But never alone
1: You can make a tender one Your sound wakes my mind
0: For your morning song Many rushing waters come
1: Breaking like the morning. My heart is yours.
0: Every dawn, this light is yours. Here's a blessing from our prayer book. The Almighty Lord, who is a strong tower to all who put their trust in Him to whom all things in heaven, on earth, and under the earth bow and obey, be now and evermore your defense, and make you know and feel that the only name under heaven given for health and salvation is the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Breaking like the morning sun, my heart is yours, every dawn. This As always, it's wonderful to be own. with you all on this podcast. We talked about turning the corner here at February, but Kellen, if you look out the window.
1: It's snowing. It's
0: snowing. That's uh,
1: pretty. A it's...
0: wonderful way to warm up in the midst of a wintry day would be to join us uh, for Bible study. If you haven't done that already, we invite you to join us on Tuesdays at 1030. We are looking at uh, the epistle to the Ephesians.
1: We'd love to have you.
0: We would absolutely love to have you if you haven't already joined us.
1: And make sure you check out our recent parish post, which was sent out on Monday. Um, and... I don't really know what else. You have anything else, Bentley?
0: Kellen, I don't think I have anything else. We love you. We miss you.
1: God's peace.